Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. It is your host, back in the host seat. Back in the host seat. Oh, we just, just excited keep to be it warm here. for you, Father. Oh, man, what a blessing to be here with my compatriots. I'm Father Anthony Tinker, Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit, with my compatriot in arms, Woo-hoo. Father Peter Teresa McConnell. Good to be with you, Father. It's good to be out of the host seat. I just keep it warm for you. You know, it's good. This is, I feel, I'm back. I'm back where I'm Well, I, I was interested over the summer because Brother Elijah had been there. Yeah. But he got sick. He did. Like, it was a little bit too much for him. It yeah, felt like, like it he was. couldn't handle the whole But you you held it down. I did. Took over. You know. And steady ship. I'm just, this is what I'm here for. When a brother's down, I'm just here to pick him up. That's awesome. And now I'm ready to hand it back over to you. We are going to do our next little series. We're doing, yes. Mini series. One of probably a few mini series. Mm-hmm. But we're getting into the Bible. Yeah, And so Father and I really want to get into some exegesis of the scriptures, talk through some scripture stories, some scripture passages, uh, in hopes of helping people do some Lexio Divina. Mm-hmm. Uh, Father, what is Lexio Divina? So Lexio Divina is a, is a Latin expression, uh, Divina meaning divine and Lexio being reading. So it's a divine reading. Uh, it's like a holy reading of, of any text, but we typically talk about it with the Holy Bible, with the Holy Scriptures. And so it is a... A very ancient, ancient way of just praying through the scriptures where you read it very, very slowly. Uh, you meditate upon it uh, and then you read it again. You meditate upon it. Um, you you kind of share what, what's coming with your heart to the Lord. And then you give space and time for the Lord to kind of share with you in it. Um, and so it's it's a uh, it's very, very powerful. Um, and so I've just been convicted in my own life recently, just with my own contact with the scriptures and my reading and praying with it that it just it's just so powerful and it has really just been just changing my life anew and it's just there's just it's a deep deep well of 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 waters and um you know i don't even know that i'm walking through parched until i come in contact with god's word and then i just like okay i'm I have, I have life. I've got wind in my sails. I've got water in my hydro flask. And, Amen. And so, yeah. And interestingly enough, father and I, we can't, we can't through this idea. What are we going to do next? What's mm-hmm. our next, next thing? And we kind of talked about, let's do some Lexio. And, and he was like, what are we going to do? And both of us it, kind of were meditating, doing Lexio on yeah. the storm stories, mm-hmm. specifically the two major storm stories of Jesus yeah. on the boat in the waters. And we're like, well, if the Lord's working on us, we just want yeah. to share what the Lord's been doing in our own scripture mm-hmm. lives, kind of with all of you, yeah. in hopes that you will enter into this beautiful Lexio, the Lexio with these scriptures, but also Lexio in your own life. So we're going to actually take the next four weeks. We're mm-hmm. going to talk through uh, the storm story of Jesus calming the sea while he's asleep on the boat, yeah. which comes you know, from uh, all the three of the Synoptic Gospels. And then we're going to talk about Jesus walking on water mm-hmm. and uh, Peter walking on water, um, which you'll see is not in all of the, yeah. the gospel stories. And then we're actually going to talk about two other storms of scriptures that uh, and uh, that are very we found very important. Uh, one being Paul, who was on a storm at sea, and then Jonah in the storm he yeah. encounters with Jonah and the whale. And talk about just the, being on a boat in the midst of a storm mm-hmm. and just kind of what the Lord's been leading us through. And we always, uh, the church fathers tell us that the, the church is the ship. That's right. Right. And right now the world feels like it's in a big storm. <laughs> and so how can we yeah. stand? And this is what Pope Francis reflected on in his Ubi Orbi right. blessing 
uh, in the middle of the pandemic. That's right. He did this great and talked about this particular passage, mm. Jesus being asleep on the boat. So we felt these were great passages to reflect on, to meditate upon, and do some lectio with. So without further ado, so we can get into the meat and the heart of it. Father, we read uh, Mark. So just everyone aware, these are the, the passages for the stilling of the storm mm-hmm. from each of the synoptics. It's Matthew uh, chapter 8, verses basically 23 to 27. Right. And then we have Mark chapter 4, 35 to 41, and Luke chapter 8, verses 22 to 25. And we're going to read from Mark. So, Father, will you read the passage from Mark chapter 4 for us? Uh, A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up, and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. Amen. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful passage. Yeah. Um, let's start with context. Mm-hmm. So where are we? And for the Gospel of Mark, Jesus has just spoken to the crowds. The crowds mm-hmm. have gathered. He just told these great parables, particularly the parable of the mustard seed was one of them. Yeah. Um, and even in the other passages. So Matthew, Jesus just gathered the crowd, um, has been giving them uh, some teaching, some parables. Uh, G- same thing with Luke. So Jesus just gathered with the crowd. He's been speaking to them, giving them some parables. Yes. And then what happens He's ready to go to the other side. Yeah. And uh, and so um, they, they get in the boat and they start heading to the other side. So he's in the boat and mm-hmm. he's tired. He's been teaching mm-hmm. and he goes to sleep. Yes. Well, Presumably well, Peter's boat. Pres- okay. Presu- I would, you know, I mean, I would imagine it's one of the apostles boat, but right. presumably Peter's, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so they're going across the sea on Peter's boat, the church, another mm-hmm. analogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the way, Jesus falls asleep and a storm arises. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, let's get first to what happens because this, it, it, the boat was being swamped by the waves. Yeah, It says in the Gospel of Matthew and Mark, um, the boat was already being swamped. Mm-hmm. And they were in, and Luke would tell us, they were in danger. Feeling the boat was filling with water, they were in danger. Mm-hmm. So we need to start there because it's not as if, it's it's kind of a light a light storm a little yeah. bit like this is a bad storm yeah and you have professional fishermen who uh, at least three men we at least four men we know on the boat Peter Andrew James and John are all professional fishermen and the the boat is yeah. filling up with water and they're they're like they're at the place of like okay things are beyond our what we can do our yeah. skill level yeah. right now and we're gonna perish like we're gonna die mm-hmm. like I've been through some storms and the boat is swamping. Like it's being swamped. That means the boat is sinking. Yes. There's 12 of us in the yes. middle. And like in the middle of the sea, can all these guys swim? I don't know. The fishermen probably can. We don't know if everybody can. Like they're really worried. And so let's start there because. And and we've actually, 
we had the opportunity to go to the Holy Land together, this yes. pilgrimage, and they've actually discovered a, a fishing boat from the first century. And these things are not that big. Right. You know, I mean, what, what was it? Maybe 20 feet long at, at most and maybe just, you know, like eight feet wide. Like it wasn't. Um, it's not like a huge sort of like, I mean, it's a wooden boat, yep. probably a little rickety, you know what I mean? And, uh, and so, and Jesus is like, I mean, they're, they're, they're like you said, the, the, they're, Luke says we're in danger. Um, Mark says they're, they're being swamped, um, you know? And so they're re really dire straits. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think like. Like we get so familiar with these stories because we hear them, we read them. But like, I mean, for these guys, I mean, they're like you said, they're professional fishermen, and all of a sudden, like they're fearing for their lives. Like they are, like this, this could be the end, you know. And so obviously, with Lexa, we want to move from what's actually happening to 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 meditating upon this, mm -hmm. because oftentimes in the storms of life, we're not just in in a. Uh, a situation that, oh, I can get through this. When the storm comes, it feels like we're going to die. Mm -hmm. I mean, not physically die, but it feels like we're not going to get through this. Yeah. Whatever it is, the loss of a loved one, a cancer diagnosis, mm -hmm. some trauma we've experienced, some difficulty at work or in our family, our, our kids, you know, whatever they're going through. Yeah. And we're, we're like, this is going to kill me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm probably going to have a heart attack. It's too much. Or I, like, I just can't yeah. deal with it. Like, yeah. I'm going to give up. I'm going to go yeah. drink. I'm going to go watch Netflix. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. give up, whether it's not necessarily give up, you know, in my life, but I'm going to give up, walk away, because this storm is too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're taking on water. We're, we're taking on water. Nothing we can do the about it. The boat's not going to, the family's yeah. not going to survive. Yeah. My job's not going to survive. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm at my last. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. And Jesus is asleep. And I'll say Jesus must have been really tired because we saw the boat and like the ribs of the boat, yeah. right? And yeah. uh, and 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 like water's in the boat, so it's mm -hmm. like it's probably getting wet. Yeah. And it's like it's not like a cushy, like it's like you're sleeping on like planks, like when that. Yeah. But Jesus is exhausted and he's sleeping. And, and and this is where for me, like, where I think like this is like like this is where I think where like Jesus like really invites us into it, where like. That's a really strange response. It's a really, it's really strange behavior uh, to be asleep in the middle of a storm. And so, you know, I mean, I'm sure he was physically tired, you know, maybe emotionally so tired, spiritually, whatever. But like, that's, I, th that's really different. That's really different. You know what I mean? And so it's almost as if he, he knows it's almost as if it's like this is a, as a divine rest mm -hmm. where where he where he he's intentionally sleeping yeah. and he's he because he wants to he, he wants to be asleep in the middle of a storm and you know I think when we think of when we think of, of of God and how and how we want God to be or how God should be that God should not be asleep in the middle of a storm that God should be way more proactive God should be doing something and but it's just not what he does and I think he just it, it's a moment of, of if we allow it in our own storms to just let Jesus sleep there, it's a confounding thing. Yeah. Let's get back to that because to his response, I want to mm -hmm. touch back to his sleeping. Yes. Uh, but I want to get into it there, but we're not there yet. Sure. So I have some things to say, but let's, let's, yes. let's press on yeah. and get back to it. Because so they're, they're I think they're going to perish. Jesus is asleep. So what yeah. do they do? They respond in Matthew, Lord, save us. We are perishing. Yeah. In Mark, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Yeah. And in Luke, master, master, we are perishing. 
Yeah. Right? They wake him up like we're dying. Like yes. we, are, we are going to die. Get up. <laughs> yes. And in just one, it shows you that they're they're really obviously mm-hmm. struggling. But they all have different. It, it's interesting how these different responses. Yes. What they actually said, we don't know. But well, so, uh, we know, do know they're calling out for the Lord to save him. And they're calling out and like, we are perishing. Maybe it was a question. Like, do you not even care? Mm-hmm. And that one though, like is very relatable. Yes. It's Cause you're in the midst of our spiritual storms, what we're going through. Yes. It feels like Jesus is asleep. Like, where are you God? Yes. And then we like, God, do you even care? Like, yeah. like the other ones, like the dramatic, like, Lord, Lord, help me. <laughs> then the market's all like, Lord, do you even care? And that sometimes you just feel depressed. Like that, the, mm-hmm. we have these different responses to storms in our life. Yeah. And sometimes we get angry, Lord, do you even care? Yeah. But sometimes we get depressed, like, Lord, do you even care? And so it kind of shows our different emotional responses to the storms of life and the, in the various responses we hear from the apostles in these gospels. Yeah. And I think like the Matthew has one line, Mark has one, Luke has another, and maybe each apostle said, said something like that, you know what I mean? And, uh, but what's also really amazing too, is that we, we read from Mark and Mark is the one who tells us, you know, they came up to him and said, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And, and the tradition is that then Mark is getting his stories from Peter. Um, and so it, it makes me wonder, is Peter the one who went up and said, do you not even care? Yeah. I mean, it sounds a little bit like Peter. He's, he's, he's definitely an intense guy. And, and so he's, you know, the, whether he's upset, whether he's sad, you know, what I mean? but, but that, I think that is just such a real honest, raw moment where he's fearing for his life. And here is the second person of the Trinity just sleeping, um, yeah. seemingly sleeping on the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and just how frustrating, upsetting, depressing, angering that encountering the Lord like that can be for us sometimes. Yeah. And so we, I bet you all the 12 of them were screaming, like <laughs> we're trying to wake them up and each with their own voice. Like yeah. some like, do you care? Like, yeah. help, help. You know, they're all yeah. in anger. They're mm-hmm. sad. They're like all of them. They're different emotional responses, like mm-hmm. giving out to God. And it's interesting because we have two different orders of events hmm. after they say this between Matthew and then Mark and Luke mm-hmm. uh, and Mark, just cause that's our, our primary one. We'll start there. Um, Jesus gets up, wakes up. He rebukes the wind. Does peace be still in the wind ceases. And then after that, he turns to the apostles and says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Yeah. Versus in uh, Luke is very similar. Um, he wakes up, he rebukes the wind. They cease. There's a calm. And he says, where is your faith? Versus Matthew, he gets up and he says, why are you afraid, you have little faith? In the middle of the storm, like, you call the storm, like, it's very like, why are you afraid? Yeah, yes. In the middle of it. And then he rebukes the wind yeah. and there's a, there's, a, there's a calm. So we have yeah. a different order here mm-hmm. as, to, as to what Jesus, you know, did, um, each which is teaching us a truth. These are both true. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not trying to teach facts here. We're trying to teach a spiritual truth. And mm-hmm. we have these two different truths. Um, and I, I want to focus on both of them and just first the order before exactly what they yeah. say, but the order of sometimes the yeah. God, he, he, he listens to our cry. We're, we're, we're in the middle of our spiritual turmoil. It feels like Jesus is asleep. We're crying out, Lord, help me. And the first thing he does is he calms the storm and we're like, okay, good. Like, I'm glad I cried out to Jesus. Like, whew. Mm-hmm. yeah, like you saved yes. me once again, Lord. And then he turns to us like, why did you have no faith? Yeah. And we're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> Lord, you, you calmed the storm. Like, didn't I do the right thing? Yeah. It feels like I did the right thing because you calmed the storm and we were dying and the storm's yeah. done now. Like, um, and, and and sometimes that happens to us where it's the events, like we cry out to the Lord and, and there's that, 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 like his response. And then his question, like, mm-hmm. where's your faith? Uh, but sometimes it's Matthew. He doesn't even, he doesn't even calm the storm. We cry out to the Lord and his response is, where's your faith? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't calm the storm immediately. 
And that's like, it's a call of like, okay, um, where is my faith? And that's the first question. Yeah. And then after that, and you, you're like, okay, where's my faith? And, and, and the call to faith, and then the storm is called. Yeah. Um, and, and it's beautiful that Jesus responds to a calm the storm in both. But both times he's asking them for deeper faith, which getting back to his sleeping, like I was in a divine rest. Mm-hmm. Like if Jesus is on the boat, the boat's going to be okay. Like the storm is not going to prevail if Jesus is on the boat. If Jesus is going to rest in the heart of the Father in the midst of it, he's asking us to rest yes. in the Father. So he's giving us the prescription. The prescription is rest in the heart of the Father in the midst yeah. of the storm, recognizing he's on the boat. And, and oftentimes we go to prayer and we're crying out, Lord, help me, Lord, help me. We're trying to wake him up. And he's just like, rest in the heart of the Father. Yeah. Rest in the heart of the Father. And it's only sometimes because of our lack of faith that he's responding, mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to think about. Yes. We're like, we got the response we wanted. Things are great. And Jesus is like, uh, where's your faith? And Jesus is actually like, I wanted you to endure the storm longer. In fact, I had to end the storm because you were losing your faith. Yeah. And I ended the storm for your sake. But I remember I was a ball boy for, you know, when I was hmm. in, for a little, for a great game. My brothers were playing. My other brothers were playing. I was a little ball boy. And my man friend, Jack, and he and I were talking, right? And the, they had the other, you know, different teams use different brand of balls and whatever. And we didn't change the balls when, after a punt or something. So they get hmm. up there to snap. And it was the other team's football. And there was a pass play. And the center looks at it. It's like the wrong ball. And uh, the quarterback's like, wrong ball. And then the coach called timeout. And he looked at directly at Jack and I, and he was all like, that was for you. And he was like, I had to call the timeout because you guys didn't do your responsibility. And that is make sure our ball was out there. So our quarterback can throw like the ball is used to, you know, different. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um, it because there's different footballs, you know, yeah, everything yeah. else. And, uh, and it's kind of like the Lord, like I had to call, that was for you. Like yeah. I calm the storm and you think it's all the great things that calm the storm, but actually I didn't want to calm the storm. Yeah. I had a greater purpose, something higher, something greater to teach you to deepen your faith. But you had to endure the storm. But the only way you're going to endure the storm is to rest in the heart of the Father. But you refused to do that. You got so worked up by the storm that you missed something that I was trying to do. And so for me, it's this big call out because I've been like, oh, Lord, where are you at the storm? Call the storm. Mm. And he's all like, he's like, okay, like, where's your faith? Like, okay, I calm the storm. And you're like, oh, thank you, Lord. You're so good. And my faith's deeper. It's like, actually, I was going to do something even greater. Mm. If you would just rest in the heart of the Father in the midst of the storm. Yeah. I think, too, for me, it's, it's, we can go, we can go to the source, um, but we can go there wrong. Yeah. Um, and so there is this storm that, that's threatening their life. It's seemingly the right thing to do is to go to God in these moments. They go to God in these moments, but in, in Mark, they're rebuking him. Um, do you not even care? Um, and and so there's something about the way they're coming to Jesus that that even though they're 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 going to the one who can calm the storm, they they they're obviously approaching him with no faith, um, because Jesus says, "Why didn't you have any faith?" Um, even though they went, so we can go to God to to solve our problems and still have no faith, yeah. um, and still just have hearts full of fear, and and so um, I think Jesus is saying like. You came to me, but you still had no faith um, and and you had no peace. And if you would have just looked at me and you would have just seen how peaceful and how restful I was, like, like you can do that. You can have peace and, and calm in the midst of the storm. And then it can look like the boat is about to drown and, and you can be okay. And then you can come to me and, and with peace in your heart and, and, 
and th- and that's what he wants. He wants he's not so much concerned about the storm around them, but the storm that's within them. And and the storm that was within them was was drowning their souls, was drowning their hearts more than the storm outside of them was going to drown their bodies. And so it's this I think the Lord is is just really really inviting that, you know, it doesn't matter what your external circumstances are. Um, like the the boat can be just taking on water. And and it and it might seem like I'm not doing anything. It might seem like I'm asleep, and it might it might look like to all the world that I don't care. Um, but He's calling us to see not with those eyes, um, not with the eyes of, of Lord, why aren't you doing anything? But um, but with faith, and and like you said, just to rest. That if He's resting, then then we can be at rest. Our souls can be at rest, and and it might be okay. Well, like hey, Jesus, you know we're. Um, I believe, I believe that you are going to take care of me and however you want to do it. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to calm the storm to get him out of it. He can, he can do a myriad of different things as we'll see later on. But, uh, but I think it is just this, this invitation and, and the Lord is convicting that, that you can come to me and it, but you can still have no faith. You can ask me for things, but you can still ask me with no faith. And that's, that's what I want to teach you right now. And it's probably due to my excitement that Dune 2 is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but you remind me of a scene from Dune, okay. the movie that came out a couple yeah. years ago, where um, he's trying to escape. He's in this like this plane thing. Mm. And he's going, and there's a storm, a huge like dust storm coming over. Yeah, and he flies into the storm, and the other body, everybody turns around, and they're like, "He's dead! Like you can't survive with that storm!" Yeah. Like the, everybody goes in there in one of these you know, helicopter. Uh, can't can't get over. And he gets into the storm. He's trying to fight the storm and fight the storm and fight the storm. And it's like everything's falling apart. The engines are like everything's getting clogged with dirt. And then finally, he's just like on an inspiration. He's just like turns everything off. And he's just letting mm. the storm take the ship. And and it's all like he just knows this is the only way I can survive. Like if I try to fight the storm, I, we die. But if I just let the storm take us, like and the ship just just goes into this, like just yes. lets the storm take her, we live. And, and sometimes we just have to let the storm take us in the sense of. Um, like the Lord is saying, you know, unfortunately he said this response is like, uh, we want to go to heaven and say, you did not know me. Lord, I prophesied in your name. You did not know me that, that he's asking, do you know me? Mm -hmm. And if you know me, then you know that I'm never going to leave you. And, and the storm's never going to win. And what's the response? We are perishing. We are perishing. We are perishing. And he, his almost response is, is kind of like, you think death is the evil that you're trying to overcome Mm. right now. And I think we see that so often, you know, yes. we're trying to avoid suffering, try to avoid death. And the Lord's like, that's not the greatest evil. The greatest evil is the loss of your soul. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to combat against. Yeah. And your response, I mean, we are perishing, we are perishing, we are perishing, whether it be a question or an exclamation point. And the Lord's like, okay, <laughs> like, great. You can come be with me for all eternity. Mm-hmm. If, if you perish in the right way, if you, if you trust me in the midst of it. Yeah. And, and we, we try to fight the wrong evils. Yeah. We, make, we make things evil that aren't evil. We make suffering the evil or death the evil. And, and it, the loss of our souls the evil. And mm-hmm. the Lord, I think, is trying to call us to like, sometimes the storms just got to take over. And it doesn't mean you're going to die. It actually means you're going to live. But it, it doesn't mean I'm going to take away the storm. It doesn't mean the storm's going to get in your back. Yeah. It means sometimes you have to surrender to the storm. And the suffering only increases and it gets worse and it gets harder. Yeah. But your soul gets purified. And we're so focused on the storm is the evil. And Jesus is starting to tell them the storm's not the evil. Yeah. The loss of your soul is the evil. And if you let the storm take over, you then then it, the storm becomes the evil yeah. that tries to overtake you. But the storm's not the evil in this situation. It's the lack of the faith that we're trying yeah. to combat.
Yeah, I think like, you know, that Jesus is he's, his 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 behavior at first glance is just so confounding. Um, he's sleeping in the midst of this terrible storm, and then, uh, and and I think we can so many times just be focused on what is happening around us. Um, and we can just spend so much time looking at our own history and, and, and our, or, or the things that have happened to us, the things that we have done wrong, the mistakes that we have made, everything that's happening on the news, everything that's happening on our social media feed. And it's all just crazy and it's all just terrible. And it's all like, um, it's all just falling apart and crumbling before our very eyes and, it, and it's overwhelming and it's, and it just seems to be like, keep getting worse. And, and, and every day brings new and crazier news. And, 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 and those, all those things from the outside affect our souls. Um, and then we just look at Jesus in the scene and he's just not affected by any of it. He's just not affected by any of it. And it's this, this, this radical invitation to say like, you can live like that. Like a Christian can live like that. Um, you know, I think what like Jesus says, like in greater things than these will they do. I think sleeping in the midst of a storm, just peaceful and content, just in, in, the, in, the, in the love and the embrace of the Father, I think is one of those things where, where a Christian can have peace no matter what his circumstances are. doesn't mean that it's not going to be hard. doesn't mean that it's not going to be, we might not, we might experience turmoil. Like we're, we're humans, we're going to experience emotions. We might be sad, we might be confused, we might be angry or upset at different things that are happening, but... But will we have faith and will we have peace? And, and I think Jesus is just inviting into that. And it is, it's really radical. Um, it's really radical. But I think that, that it's, it's absolutely possible. Um, and that, I mean, uh, what if we live like that? You know, what if we, what if we spend more time just praying with, with Mark 4 and just being with Jesus in the boat and just, um, and praying with the scriptures than being on our news feeds and seeing all the terrible things that a political party's doing or that's happening in, 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 in world events or, or, you know, the crazy things that the people are doing in the world and, and all these different things, which, um, which are, which are bad things. You know I mean? It, there, there is a storm taking place. Like it's not to deny that fact. There's 100% a storm taking place, but, but there need not be one in, in the Lord's heart and in our hearts. Get really into the Jesus prayer on my mm. sabbatical. I was already into the Jesus prayer, but like really like just was like, all right, I'm just going to start praying the Jesus prayer yeah. like on these long walks that I have on the, on the Camino and on my hermitage, uh, on my retreat time and just Jesus mercy. Yeah. Like trying to just really focus on the breathing, like breathing in Jesus, breathing yeah. out mercy, just, just Jesus mercy, Jesus mercy, just throughout the day and always stopping throughout the day and just Jesus mercy um, because we want to call upon him. And we can stay calm in the midst of any storm. Mm -hmm. And just finally, they all they all respond the same way. And I think they miss it. The response is um, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Yeah. Right? They're filled with great awe and, and wonder. And again, I think they miss it. Because mm -hmm. what's their focus? That Jesus can calm storms. Yeah. And he's not trying. He's he's trying to point to the fact of like, <laughs> hey, you didn't. I, I didn't want to. Like, I didn't have to calm the storm. Mm -hmm. Like, we could have just been. We would have been okay. If you guys would have just rested in the Father in the midst of the storm, and they're like Jesus calm storms, <laughs> and I think we do the same thing. Like yeah. this is the unfortunate thing. I really yeah. want to us to focus in on this because sometimes we get what we ask for. It's it's, it's gold right. for a fish. We're like, oh, I got what I asked for. Like I prayed for something and I got it, and it's not what God wanted to do. Mm -hmm. 
um, he didn't want to calm the storm. He wanted us to endure the storm, um, but we missed it. And then we're like, man, Jesus can calm the storm. And we get so focused on that external storm being yes. calm that we miss track of the reality. If we have a big storm raging in our heart right now that God wants to heal and God wants to work on it, we got to let him do it. No, I think that's exactly right. That, you know, I mean, that is this awesome display of his, of his divinity that he can calm storms. And I'm sure if I watched Jesus do that, like these guys, I would be like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> we were just about to die. And Jesus comes through. Like that was pretty awesome, you know, but. But to your point that that he's more concerned about their interior um, and and they come to peace when their exterior comes to peace. And. And so now I think like there's an invitation to faith that we you need not be ruled by your circumstances, because um, guess what? Another storm is going to come um, and, and more storms are going to come. And so you don't have to lose your faith or your peace uh, yeah. when, when they come. When we see they weren't ready for the crucifixion, mm-hmm. but except for John, they all ran. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter tried, you know, but when yes. the external storm, yeah. they all ran um, because they had not allowed the internal storm to be calmed by the Lord. They yeah. couldn't, they couldn't just go and rest in the father in the midst of the storm. Yeah. And because of that, they worried about the externals and their own death. Why are we perishing? We're going to perish if we do this. Yeah. They weren't ready to be with the Lord in his crucifixion. Yeah. So let the Lord calm our internal storms today. Yes. And that's, that's so that we can be able to stay in the midst of the storm um, endure it, persevere through it, and rest in the heart of the Father in the midst of any of the storms that come. Amen. Regardless of our circumstances, and it's not to deny that our circumstances might be a storm, but but to recognize that we just want to just keep our eyes on just this peaceful divine rest that our Lord has. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, Father, um, but last time we talked about the the thing that I would take out of my room. Yes. So two times ago, the same you would take. So now on number two, that the friary is burning down. The friary. The first time you grabbed your, um, the, the image, of, image the stigmata. of the stigmata. And now you're going to grab what? Uh, the second item as you run out of the burning friary from your room. Yeah. So I have a little nightstand next to my bed and in the top drawer of the nightstand, there's a little box of, of just letters that people have written me since I've joined religious life over, uh, just over 10 years ago now. And just little, um, I don't don't know what the right word is like, like mementos or little like rosaries or things like that, or just, um, just little markers of, of different stages in my life, different journeys in my life, people, people, words that people have spoken into my life. Um, and, and just a few pictures. And so it's, there's just uh, a few things that um, have, have just been sources of grace and beauty that I've just kind of kept and compiled. And there's a little box of them. And so uh, that would be the next thing that I would grab. Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. That's really precious. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, those things that I'm sure we'll bury with you and never take a look at. But for sure. For your yeah, own, yeah. For your no, own I mean, heart. once I'm dead, I don't care, man. Like, <laughs> you know, once we count letters, like how many of my letters were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once I'm dead, you can do whatever you want with me. You know, it's not going to be, hopefully I'll be in that divine rest with Jesus. And Amen. The, the thoughts of men will have, be of no concern to me. Will you say a prayer for us that we can enter into that divine rest today? Amen. Amen. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, we just thank you for being in the boat with us. Uh, we know that no matter where we are, no matter what we are going through, no matter what our storm is, that, that you are in the boat, that you are with us. Um, and that is all that matters. Um, it is all, all that matters is that you are with us and that you will never abandon us and never leave us. And 
And, and we just ask you to uh, take us into that rest, into that peace that, that you had in the midst of the storm, uh, that no matter what our circumstances are, that, that we could just be with you, to rest in you, to rest with you, to rest in your most sacred heart, to rest uh, in the embrace of the Father and in the stillness and in the peace and in the goodness of the Holy Spirit. We just ask you to just pour forth this grace into our hearts this day, that, that we might receive it and that we would just spend more time with you and we just spend more time being in touch with your word, being in touch uh, with your holy scriptures, being in touch with these stories that, that our hearts uh, might be transformed so that we can endure whatever storms life throw away. May the blessing of Almighty God come upon each and every one of you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www dot become fire dot faith that's dot f-a-i-t-h the franciscan friars of the holy spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization if you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give that's become fire dot faith slash give may the lord give you his peace we'll see you next time